Hello, and welcome to this week's podcast presented by Freedom Life Church. We hope you find today's message uplifting and encouraging as we dive into God's Word together. If you need any information about our church or this message, please go to wearefreedomlife.com. Now let's get right into it. But I have the honor and privilege today of of showing our next guest speaker, whom you see very frequently on our screens. Today you saw Sammy, but usually we see Bailey. And we are taking Bailey out of the media box, and we are putting him up here to bring God's word to you. So will you please give a warm welcome to Bailey? Thank you, Pastor Alicia. So my title here is the production director, which means that I don't usually get to come up in front and talk to people. So this will be an interesting experience for the both of us, but we'll get through it together, I promise. (laughs) Further on to that, I'm also only 24, which is really awesome that I get to do what I get to do at such a young age. That doesn't mean, though, that I didn't get to watch some awesome old cartoons growing up. Thanks, Mom and Dad. These old cartoons that I'm referring to are like Looney Tunes, Tom and Jerry, Flintstones, different things like that. I grew up watching Spongebob, where my Spongebob fans out. Yes, amen, hallelujah. (laughs) However, there is one bit that has been in almost all of these cartoons, and even some movies, that has withstood the test of time. Of course, I'm referring to Flintstones being the earliest time this had happened. The angel and the devil on the shoulders. It's a good bit, right? Now, there's so many different times where this is like seen in different media, right? It can be in The Simpsons. It can be in a Wendy's commercial. But my personal favorite, and we'll have that photo here, is from The Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> this scene lives rent-free in my head of just the devil talking to Kronk and the angel trying to convince him out of it. But why does it always seem like the devil wins? Every time they present this bit, it always seems as though the devil has a one-up on the angel. They're able to get inside of the head of the person they're trying to convince so much easier. They get distracted from what they're really trying to do. And yet, it seems hopeless. But to them, they feel like they've won. Oh, I've made the right decision. I listened to the right voice. Why is it that everything that is wrong or bad seems to be the most fun, but when you're in the middle of it, it is the absolute worst thing that you could be doing ever? Different elements around us can be influencing us, just like this scene with the angel and the devil on Kronk's shoulder. I feel like the Grinch in... In Christmas, just noise, 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 noise. There's so much noise. I can't hear what I'm supposed to be hearing. I'm not listening well enough to be able to hear because there's just so much noise. <laughs> if there's so much noise, then where's God's voice? Where's the truth? Where's the one that loves me so much that I can rest? and be able to speak truth through all of this noise. My passage today comes out of 1 Kings 19, starting in verse 10. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn there. It will be on the screens as well, though. And if you have your phone Bibles, you can also turn there as well. Starting in verse 10, Elijah replied, I have zealously served the Lord God Almighty, 
but the people of Israel have broken their covenant with you, torn down your altars, and killed every one of your prophets. I am the only one left, and now they are trying to kill me too. Go out and stand before me on the mountain, the Lord told him. And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by, and a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. And it was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. We're going to stop right there for right now. Don't read ahead. You'll get ahead of me. This leads into my first point here. Media can be the voice. There are a bunch of different voices that can be in your head. And as the moment I say this out loud, you all are probably thinking, it's time to send Bailey to the loony bin. He's got voices in his head. He's hearing things. He's got to get put in a straitjacket and sent away. But seriously, there are voices all around us, impacting us every millisecond of every day. And let's dive into the media aspect of it. I see it fit since I'm the production director and I kind of live with media in, in, and day out. That would be a good place for me to start. Social media is a great tool, connecting people all over the world within seconds. It has some really good qualities, like being able to follow Freedom Life Church on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, right? Right? But beyond these few instances are mounds of garbage. Pulling your phone out and going to your favorite social media platform, you have about three seconds until you have garbage thrown directly into your face. And it's really disgusting sometimes. Sometimes you're just wanting to go in and say happy birthday on Facebook, and next thing you know, you're blasted with political information. This person's dying. That person's dying. We're all dying. And you're just like, I just want this person to be happy today. I, I don't know. Here's where things start to get a little more interesting, though. I did want to preface with the fact that I am only 24 years old, because this next statement is going to be more impactful for me specifically. Anybody have any idea how old the internet actually is? Not that old. That's fair. The internet's official birthday is 1983. Now, I personally wasn't alive or around in 1983, but I'm certain. I'm certain that there was definitely some people that were. Uh, the project began in the early 1960s. So, in 20 years, I can now pull out my phone and message anybody around the world, no issues. How crazy is that to think about? The fact that we're now in a sci-fi film with the debate of AI taking over artists' jobs, doing crazy accurate voice impressions, it just feels weird. And yet, the devil loves this too. Because he can use this as a very quick tool to manipulate us and to make us think whatever he wants us to think. He can use influencers that maybe have no idea what they're really talking about sometimes, but can have influence over a certain group of people, and then that group of people then thinks the same way, and next thing you know, cult. <laughs> it's just a cult now. Most of the world's problems right now are directly related to how quickly the internet has accelerated hate. 
How easy is it for somebody to hop on a post about somebody smiling, being happy, and having a great day and say something terrible to them, say something absolutely nasty to them, dislike the photo, and then share it with all of their friends so that way they can do the same thing? And yet for that person, it wasn't even a thought. Snap of a button, send, gone. Now, when I say garbage, some of you might be a little confused. I am referring to anything that may promote hate, distrust, chaos, and most importantly, noise. Psalms 101, 3 through 5 says this, I will refuse to look at anything vile and vulgar. I hate all who deal crookedly. I will have nothing to do with them. I will reject perverse ideas and stay away from every evil. I will not tolerate people who slander their neighbors. I will not endure conceit and pride. Wait, does that mean that my favorite mainstream news article might be trying to lie to me and might be trying to get me to think a certain way? Yes. That's what they're paid to do. I got curious one day, browsing the internet, dangerous already, but I got curious about how news stations delivered their opening speeches sometimes. Because it felt similar. Too similar. Let me know if you've heard this one before. Hi, I'm insert name here and news stations here. Our greatest responsibility is to serve our interest in blank, your local area. We are extremely proud of the quality balanced journalism insert news station here produces. By plaguing our country is the sharing of bias and false information. Has become all too common on social media. More alarming, some media outlets publish the same fake stories without checking the facts first. Starting to sound familiar? Unfortunately, some members of the media use their unique platforms to push their own personal biases and agenda to control exactly what people think. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. This speech, you can actually search it up online and say, newscasters saying the same thing, and you will find over 120 news stations stacked on top of each other, reading the exact same script, trying to make it sound personal, trying to make it sound genuine and real, but in reality, it's all the same rehearsed script. We know that in 2020, the word fake news became very popular. While there's been propaganda throughout all of history, media has accelerated it greatly. There were so many articles and stories and interviews that were designed to cause chaos. Roughly 43.1% of all news was completely fake in 2020. And that's just the mainstream news outlets. That's not even the independent news outlets, which we may not even know how many of them were real or not unless we go looking ourselves. The influence that may take place even from the social media we use. So what to buy and why? Who's popular right now? Who's in trouble right now? Who to like and who to not like? Oh, scientists discovered a new creature. How to get better sleep? Is God dead? Are all things that can come up the moment you open a Google page. I won't even go into how this affects political views, which it does. But posting your thoughts sometimes can be just as dangerous. Creating arguments or divides can make you lose the reason you were even posting it in the first place. 
Don't sacrifice the importance for an ineffective argument. Romans 6, 20-21. When you were slaves to sin, you were free from obligation to do right. And what was the result? You were now ashamed of the things you used to do. Things that end in internal doom. All that being said, people are using media to be vile, nasty, and to hide what they wouldn't normally say in person. They can easily hide it behind a phone, hide it behind a news article, hide it behind anything that doesn't have to directly show their face. And yet it still affects us every day. But they wouldn't do this in person, would they? They would never influence me this badly in person, right? Point number two. People can be the voice. Let's read that verse again, 1 Kings 19. Starting in verse 10. Elijah replied, I have zealously served the Lord God Almighty, but the people of Israel have broken their covenant with you, torn down your altars, and killed every one of your prophets. I am the only one left, and now they are trying to kill me too. Go out and stand before me on the mountain, the Lord told him. And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by, and a mighty windstorm hit in the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. So, if people can be the voice, what kind of people? Well, let's hit the obvious one first. Strangers. People you have no idea who they are, probably never going to interact with them. You're walking down the street, you see them, right? These are people that you're probably never going to have a direct relationship with. This could involve anything from wars, school shootings, drug deals that are going down, telemarketers, and even going into Walmart. Y'all need Jesus when you go into Walmart. (laughs) My wife and I love to have this saying when we refer to people being annoying and frustrating. It's people be people. Because people be people in a lot. (laughs) While we may not know anything about these people, they still hold some power to influence you and distract you from what God wants from you. How many of you have ever fallen for this before? Millions of Americans need this product. People just like you use this. Or it's 3 a.m. and you really should be asleep, but the TV is on, and they just brought out the new kitchen knife set, and it's 89.9% off. Oh, I gotta have it. What about just commercials in general? You ever see those, like, Uh, medication commercials where they're all real happy and smiling and then they go through the the list of symptoms and they go, side effects may include skin rash, dermatitis, the runs, dizziness, surroundingness, dry mouth, headaches, insomnia, death, mild headaches. You said death in there. Death shouldn't come before mild headaches. Death is final. I guess I'll be happy though. The guy in the commercial is really happy. My headaches are gone. What about the unnecessary use of sex cells? 
It is disgusting how quickly media can pervert people. And people themselves are already having a perverted nature in this, deciding to be deceitful and use their own body that God has given them to convince you to buy a drink. It's so ridiculous how quickly you can be influenced by that. Okay, but that's, that's pretty bad, right? But that's pretty much it, right? There's not more people in my life that could influence me, right? Let's talk about one of the bigger ones, leaders. You cannot escape what our leaders will decide for us. You may try, maybe living off the grid, but at the end of the day, leaders will still be leaders, and they'll still have some power to influence you. Every law that is passed, every speech and every thought that is uttered by someone, leaders are going to infect you in some way, shape, or form. But, Bailey, I vote for people with Christian views. But, Bailey, I don't even pay attention to what laws are passed. But, Bailey, I live off the grid, and I have no idea what's even really going on right now. Then I have one simple question for you. Who's our current president? But you know his name. So, therefore, you know something on what's going on. You have been influenced in the smallest way, and yet sometimes you may not even know it. Pretty soon, our leaders are going to figure out what kind of power they really have and what kind of power they can get away with. And when that happens, and it'll going to happen time and time again, there's one example of this I really like. In Daniel 3, there are three friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We're going to call them Sam, Mel, and Ab for the telling of this story, though. These three Jewish men in a time of exile in Babylon. Now, the king, King Nebuchadnezzar, who we're going to call Ned for this, had a massive golden statue built of himself and wanted his team to come in and take a look at it and really give him praises for how good the statue of himself looked. His team loved it so much, and they said, hey, you should go convince the people to bow down to it. Show them that you were really powerful. Ned was like, I like it. Puts me in a higher perspective, makes me, makes me seem a little better. Yeah, yeah, I'll do it. So he set it up. He put the tower out. He said, everybody must bow down before this. And our three friends knew what to do. See, they followed the God of Abraham. They were not about to bow down to this false statue and proclaim him as some godhood that he wasn't when they knew deep down the God they serve was the most powerful being in the universe. So when Ned found out about this blatant outrage, he was furious. So he asked these guys to come and talk with him. Ned says to Sam, Mel, and Ab, why didn't you guys bow down to me? They explain, we will not bow down to any false god. We will only bow down to our true king. Ned was like, all right, get in the furnace. You you asked yourself, you're not going to bow down for me? Head on in. Now, I'm not going to get into the rest of that story. Not crazy pertinent. Spoiler alert, they live. 
But I want to focus on something else. Ned was using all of his power and all of his influence of the team and of the people around him to make everyone bow down to him. What about the people around the three friends? We don't hear much about them, but I bet those strangers and those people that were worried about the king that was like, he's going to kill you guys. What are you doing? Bow down. Just bow down. You'll get to live to see another day. Who cares? It's just bowing down. Pastor Corey was saying this great example earlier in Mark when all of the people around him were like, your daughter is dead. Don't bother the king. Don't bother the teacher. Don't just get distracted from this. Don't look at what your goal really is. I got another big one. Family. This one is hard to say that you have never been influenced by your family. After all, you share genes with them in more ways than one sometimes. Would any single one of you be able to tell me that you and your family get along perfectly? Mom, Dad, do we get along perfectly? She's violently shaking her head no, so that, that answers that. Thanks, Mom. No, it, it just doesn't make sense. Because we are different people affected by similar things with different outcomes. But growing up, our ideals and values tend to look identical to our parents. Kids tend to look identical like their parents. Siblings tend to act like each other. It can get really crazy, especially if your family's crazy, which... Not going to get into that. (laughs) Here's another big one. What about your friends? Your friends can start to rub off on you. You may end up sharing different sayings. You may end up trying to do the same hairstyles and not even realize it. You may end up showing up to the same event wearing the same shirt and go, we didn't plan this. This is This is incredible. Your friends may know you better than anybody else in your life. And this will greatly affect how you see the world sometimes. Because you choose them, because they're not your family where you're like, oh, that's, I have to deal with them, I have to deal with them. You choose them. They can sometimes greatly affect the decisions that you need to make in your life. Here's a great example of it. In Job, Everybody know the story of Job when everything craziness happens in his life and he's just like, I hate everything. And he's sitting there and his three friends try to come and comfort him. Joe is upset. These three friends are there. They're like, hey, you know what? We're going to encourage you, buddy. We see that you're feeling down. We're going to lift your spirits. And their way to do that is to tell him, you know, you never understood the pain of others. You know, you must have some hidden sin somewhere that you're not, like, have dealt with. Oh, you know, the death of all your children and all that, that was their fault. They called it on themselves. Oh, you know what, Job? I think you just deserved everything that happened to you. All of this craziness, all of this anguish and everything, I think you deserved it. Yeah, great. Thanks, guys. So, some of you might be sitting there and go, well... My friends would never do that to me. They're really encouraging and uplifting. Really? Are they emotionless robots? 
that don't have any influence on themselves? Are they not people? Because if so, congratulations, you're correct. But other than that, if they are people, they are going to be struggling with the same things that you're going to be struggling with. And there's going to come a time where they may not have the answer or know what to do and distract you from where you're needing to go. How about a really important one? Yourself. You can be the worst thing to happen to yourself sometimes. Self-doubt, overthinking, job stress, financial stress, buyer's regret or remorse. Am I good enough? Am I worth it? I personally was dealing with this just before even getting up here. Am I worth it? Am I good enough? Am I able to do this? This is the invisible battle. These are the voices. These different things that will influence you and cause you to think a different way than what God wants you to think or the way God wants you to go. One of my favorite verses is Proverbs ten nineteen. Too much talk leads to sin. Be sensible and keep your mouth shut. It's so loud around us. It can feel like the world is caving in around us, and yet we have no way to get out of this, it seems. It feels like we're stuck in this rut, and our friends are coming around us trying to help us, but yet they're being pulling us away further. We look to our leaders. Our leaders are misleading us. The media is misleading us. We're just stuck in the noise. And yet it seems that we are unable to see what God has planned. It also may seem that God has stopped talking to us altogether. Point three, God is the quiet voice. I'm going to say that again. God is the quiet voice. Let's go back to our passage, 1 Kings. But we're going to read a little bit further this time. Elijah replied, I have zealously served the Lord God Almighty, but the people of Israel have broken their covenant with you, torn down your altars, and killed every one of your prophets. I am the only one left, and now they're trying to kill me too. Sounds like he's having some people influence in his life, and a little bit of himself. Go out and stand before me on the mountain, the Lord told him. And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by, and a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was a sound of a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in a cloak and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. And a voice said, what are you doing here, Elijah? God is still there in the chaos. We're just not focusing in. We're listening to the right thing. The world is so loud, and yet God is still speaking to us in a quiet but constant voice. But how can we hear God? It's not like it's the Old Testament where God was able to speak to his prophets directly. It's not like Job where he was able to still condemn them even though Job was begging to die. We don't hear him. But take a moment to be silent. God gave us everything we need to hear. 
we just aren't listening correctly. You see, this right here is him speaking to us. And it is so important that it's just not something that you open up on Sunday morning when you're feeling up to it. When the pastor asks, hey, turn to this passage and read along with me. It's so much more important than that. It can be your answers you're looking for. It's just a matter of listening. John 16, 13, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach what is true and what makes us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. Romans 8, 14. For all who are led by the spirit of God are children of God. God's word is right here. It's available to us. We just have a tendency to rely on our own strengths and sometimes even our own understandings. I'm struggling with trust. Let me ask my sister, who's very trustworthy, why not go to the Word where God has showed that He has trusted us throughout all of time? I'm struggling with money. Let me look up a guide on how to make passive income. There's sure to be a, a wiki page on it. God says, give me your 10%. I'll take care of the rest. I'm struggling with depression. I, let me just put everything out, shut everyone away from me, and just get quiet and exist in my own mind. And God said, rest on me, child. I will be your comforter. I will give you peace. God is saying, listen to me. Look to my word that I have given you. I have all of the answers you seek. The God of infinite wisdom who came to earth and bore our sins for no reason other than the fact that he loved us. Knows what we're going through and has prepared all of the answers we need. We just got to dive in and listen. The world can be so loud and it can be so hard to stop and be quiet enough to look in to see what God wants for us. But man, is it so worth it. I'm going to end on this story. On December 20th, 1943, the height of World War II, no one felt safe. The world was in shambles. Soldiers were doing what they were told. An American bomber that had been badly damaged while over northern Germany was slowly making its way to the coast of Germany. The American pilot, Charlie Brown, was hoping and praying that the plane would last just enough to get his beaten crew back to safety. There's also another person in this story. A German ace pilot, Franz Stigler, was following his orders to take down any and all enemy planes in German airspace. Having only really gotten to the position he was to avenge his brother who had died earlier in the war, another ace pilot. He then noticed the damaged B-7 plane, an easy target. It's the middle of the war. 
Your friends are dying around you. You are given an order and told to just obey it blindly, no questions asked. And yet, he's doing this for a personal reason, to avenge his brother. But he takes a moment, and he quiets himself down. And he looks at the plane. The plane is badly damaged. He doesn't even know how it's still even in the air. There's no way they're going to make it out of here alive. So, he decides to give them a chance and escort them over the border. From Charlie's perspective, he was making sure that his crew was okay, patching up anything that needed to be patched up and making sure that he was still flying the right way. He finally made it back into the cockpit area and looked over and there's a German ace pilot flying next to him. In this moment, he realized, I'm dead. I was not able to save my crew. I have to do something to save these guys. We're damaged. We're not able to make it through. We are not surviving this. But then he also takes a moment to be quiet and listen. The two pilots lock eyes in a moment that had to be so tense. The ace pilot nods to the American pilot. Charlie Brown nods back. They then are escorted over enemy lines. They were accepting help by a sworn enemy in the middle of a war. For what? Why would they do this? There was no reason to do this. The German pilot had so much more risk on his side because the moment he got to the border and if there were any troops on the ground that saw what he was doing, he would be shot out of the sky immediately and deemed a traitor. But instead, they chose to be brave and be quiet and to listen in what was true. Those two men ended up becoming friends in their later years and joined up and met up and spent the rest of their lives being friends. But they became friends because of a moment of being quiet. They chose to trust the other person just enough to get them over. How different is it for us? We go through a battle every day with loud noise everywhere and the devil on our shoulder trying to lie to us. And yet we're not able to listen and be quiet. But if we're being honest, it's hard to be quiet. It's hard to want to listen to the word sometimes. But once you dive in and you really understand what is here for you, it can drastically change your life. The funny thing about noise, right? Good timing. It doesn't matter how loud it is. When you find the one thing to focus in on, it doesn't matter. Because you're going to laser in on that. You're going to laser in on what God is speaking to you. You're going to laser in on what God has chosen for you. You're going to laser in on your destiny and your fulfillment that he has already provided for you and shown you the way to do. We just got to listen. And know that he is good. These voices in our head can lead us astray. 
I titled this The Voices in Your Head, but honestly, I struggle with this just as much as you do, so it's The Voices in Our Head. We're all crazy together, right? But the truth that God gives us allows us to focus in on what he has for us. He will guide us to the border. He will guide us out of this battle. He will guide us to safety. I don't know about you, but I like to think that I can offer the best answers to my own problems. Or maybe that there's someone online that knows better than I do or someone I know or someone I've never met before. God knows what you're going through. God knows you better than anybody. He created you with a plan and a purpose. What more is it to us to just listen to him, to be still and know what he has planned for us? God will speak. It's just a matter of if we are willing to listen. For I do not fight alone because I have God above all, the things seen, the things unseen, holding me in his arms. Let's pray. Lord, I pray for us to listen to your word. Let us not worry about anything going on in our lives, Lord, for you already know the steps and the plans. You have gone before us. Let us not give in to these voices or the chaos this world wants us to listen to. Give us the desire to listen into your word, a heart to be obedient. Let us be still truly listen to what you have for us. Let us not be afraid. Let us not worry for anything, Lord. And let the noise of this world that presents us with nothing more than that, just noise. But let us hear and listen to your word, your truth, your heart for us. Thank you, God, that you've given us the chance to hear you've given us the opportunity to listen to you. Thank you, God, for loving us so much. Thank you that we don't have to listen to this chaos that tries to lead us astray, but that we can just listen to you. I pray for your guidance in everything that we do. I pray that we would not let this world become a distraction to us, that we would be in the world but not of the world, Lord. Let your name be present in it all, Lord. Let everything we do reflect back to you, Lord God. Thank you for everything that you've done for us, Lord. All this we pray 